Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I'd medium, old. On all three of them, actually. I, not that I really think. Yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey! And welcome. Welcome this afternoon in the hottest slot in afternoon radio. A lot of people don't know this. Three to four. People don't realize. They think that the drive time slot is the way to go. They think that people are... We're actually the lead-in for Axe. We carry yeah, Axe, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We he do. knows. He knows. We, we throw it to him. It kind of, mm-hmm. They kind of slough off after a little while when he gets a little long-winded. But uh, uh, we, we we do. We feed him. We're the feeder. We're like uh, we're like Kelsey Grammer. Do you know the Kelsey Grammer Frazier story? Did I tell you the story? No. I think I told you this story in private. Kelsey was up for his last season. He did not want to come back. He did not want his biggest chief complaint at, you know, like $2.5 million an episode for 26 episodes. And he said no. Mwah. Uh, and he said, I can't stand driving all the way from Malibu to Warner Brothers because it's like two and a half hours each way. So they said, well, what would make this better for you? He said, I'll tell you what. Have a limo come pick me up and find a place that can land a helicopter close by my home in Malibu and helicopter me to the roof of Warner Brothers so I don't have to drive every day there and back. And if you can make that happen, I'll kindly take your two and a half million dollars times 26. So what they did was they could not find a helicopter or a heliport or a place to land, a landing pad. So they went to a guy's ranch that was like about a half a mile away, and they built the heliport. Come on. And flew him every day and landed him on the roof. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's the kind of stuff. I'm going to talk to, to the great Ed Levine and talk about helicoptering me from Cleveland. Oh, absolutely. I'm don't sure you he'd be fine with that. Now yeah. that we're number one in our time, we are number one in our time. A lot of people right don't now. know that. Larry, isn't that true? Yeah. I gotta do my I gotta do my impression of Larry now when he won't talk. Larry's already boy he's already boycotting his own character. Larry is saying that he doesn't feel like he wants to be a part of the show anymore. Larry? Larry, can we please I, I did not say that. Okay. I said it's time to let uh, the the Larry Dickman character go. He when he decided well, I don't know. It's so early in the game. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's over like it. being a one hit wonder. No, I wanna be know? I wanna be Joe again. You wanna be, be Joe again? Can I, can I be can I be me again? Can't you what? be Joe and not be Joe for one hour a day? Do you want us to get you a wig so you can get into the character? What do you need? <laughs> you dressed as Larry Dickman like two days ago. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was the uh, serious finale. What brought wow. this on that you I don't, don't want to be? Back know. by I'm popular just... demand, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Larry yeah. Dickman. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll make special appearances. Are you losing yourself in the character now? Are you, no, are you forgetting no, who Joe I mean, is? No. Oh, I mean, is it like one of those Jim Carrey, uh, Man on the Moon situations? Be. No, because they're, be. they're basically the same person. It could be. Could be. I say, he looks different too, doesn't he? Do you see? He Dude, does, I'm right? Gazing at him. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you see how much joy it brings Daniel Baldwin and I? Why would you? I have take to say, I relate to Larry yeah. Dickman more than I do Joe. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm, I'm more comfortable with Larry. I know. I didn't really get to know Joe very well. <laughs> no, but nobody knows Joe. That's that's, that's, that's the, uh, the point. He's that's an the enigma. Beauty of Joe. He's an enigma. Yeah. Oh, I love he's Joe. A, he's any Joe. <laughs> He's every any Joe. Joe. All right, maybe maybe Larry will stick around. Yes, thank you, see? thank uh, you for the right th- price. Thank God, give him the helicopter for God's sake. Keep Larry. 
If that's wearing. what it takes, uh, Levine, then that's how it's got to go down. You guys can get involved, obviously. 315-288-0644 is that text line. And, of course, phones are always open for ESPN 44. What do you got lined up today there, Danny B? Well, I mean, we'd be remiss not to mention the fact that Game 6 is tonight. Tonight, right. The Astros could close it out. And the great one, we'll have a prediction later on. As you know, <clears throat> last night, the great Nostradamus. Can we replay the great Nostradamus quatrain at some point, uh, Larry? At some point we I can, I would ask yeah. Joe, but he's no longer here. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I speaking to right now? Is this yeah. Joe or Larry? I know. This is I one know. of those. I don't even know what to say right now. I know. I'm going to get some new tones. Too. I, I want to talk about stuff that's old. That's old already. Mm. Uh, so we've got Justin Verlander, who is 4-0 in the postseason with a 2.05 ERA against Rich Hill, who is 0-0 with a 2.77 ERA in his last three starts against Houston. And I have to say, there are several theories that I'm going to uh, um, um, to use in determining who is going to win tonight and what I think the outcome of the series is going to be, one of which comes out now. Anyone's name that rhymes with bitch, Uh-oh. with everything on the line, mm-hmm. that person, ladies and gentlemen, walking into the studio, the incomparable, the lovely, the sexy, the hotness, Robin Baldwin, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> yes, Larry. Wow. Better late than never, Robin Baldwin, my wife. So you're walks saying in. anyone who rhymes with bitch, you don't, you have no time for that. I, I don't. I, listen, not when 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 the when the series is up for grabs and it can be decided. I'm very very nervous about the headline in the newspaper that says "Bitch Hill." Sure, you're not going to want that. That's what I'm worried about. Absolutely, that's what not. I'm worried about. I'm worried about seeing that. I don't think that the uh, L.A. Uh, Times is going to print that, but I certainly think that there could be hint hint other newspapers around the country. That could have this as their headline. Talking to you, Post Standard. Now, Talking to you. Now let's go into something. Uh, we're going to call this Chick Factor Five. Okay, Chick okay? Factor Five. Okay, so in Chick Factor Five, I'm going to show my wife, Robin. You want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Hi, Robin. Okay, so Robin. I'm the only one without the earphones on. Yeah, you're, you're not missing anything. Yeah, you can hear everything. That's yeah, all we're right here. So I'm going to flash you. One or two. Now they know the answer to this question already. In my predicting, what you would say. Okay, which guy are you more attracted to? Here's one. There's one. You got that? Okay. Okay. And here's two. One or two? One. One! She picked Verlander she picked as Verlander, I accurately predicted. Wow. Why she, did you predict that? She went with Justin Verlander as the hotness factor, hot factor five. Does he have a little bad boy in him or something? No, no, like you know, no? not really. No. Well, he has really? sex with Kate Upton, and she's really, really hot. Teddy? He's married to her, at least engaged. I don't think he's had sex with her yet, though. What? <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, yes. So, as I accurately predicted, Robin picks Justin Verlander for the hotness factor. So, the chick vote, and she has very good taste, as you can obviously see. Obviously, see. see yeah. Obviously, of course. Larry? Any kind of sound effect. Right? There you go. <laughs> Anything will do, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Anything will do, Hi, Larry. Larry. Way to be on the wall. So, you missed what happened earlier, so... Joe in Joe character came in and said he no longer believes that he should be playing Larry. He wants to kill the Larry Dickman. And the character. tax line is furious. They demand Larry Dickman oh stay God, around. God, this is a Larry's tragedy. out. Larry's out. You're going to support that? He what? doesn't want to be Larry Dickman anymore. He wants to be himself. It's not thought, what I said. I, what did you say? I said that uh, maybe from time to time I can be. Uh, oh, now he's Larry time Dickman. to time. He did not say that earlier. <laughs> no, it's time to kill Larry. He said was the exact quote. <laughs> I said it's time to kill. 
kill the Larry Dickman character. I sense multiple personalities here. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be the least of his issues. Thank, now, now, you know, you know, no, we need Larry, to, we need, Joe, we need to, who's here today? Listen, no, no, we need, we need, we need to, Robin, we need to bring him around. So, don't you I think, don't you think Joe and Larry are both very handsome? I do. There you go. I, Oh, I really can't go. tell the difference between <laughs> the two. <laughs> See that? On the Chick Factor 5, let me pull up a picture of Larry. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here. So, okay, go back to what you, you okay, predicted. Okay, so, so, you... Uh, so here's, here's uh, I'm predicting, well, I'm not going to go into a full-blown prediction yet. Let's just talk about the game. So we're back in L.A. We've got two in L.A., six and seven if it goes seven. Um, you're pitching your best pitcher with the Astros uh, against a guy who, you know, and this is definitely a big factor. This is it. Rich Hill is pick, pitching in a must-win situation. Although he is at home, mm-hmm. he's pitching in a must-win situation. This guy's never been under that kind of bright lights before. Mm-hmm. This guy does not know what that kind of pressure is like. So, I mean, that's a big factor. Now, thank God it's Verlander going in L.A. right now with everything on the line because I don't like, I don't like the idea of letting it go to seven. So I'm going to tell you right now, Houston closes it out in six tonight. Wow. It's, it's over. It's over. I think you're probably right because I think both Verlander and Hill are pitching their last game in the series. So they're going to pitch it all. Well, you're not worried anymore about whether or not Verlander's getting a little tired yeah. or whether he's going to have some time off. He's going to have plenty of time off. He's either going to be tipping with his good arm bottles of champagne or he's going to be playing golf really pissed about what didn't happen in Game 6. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the next thing to take into consideration, too, is they'll let him go, you know, 7 if, they, if he has to. You know, the, this isn't going to be a short hook. He's their best option because the bullpens both have been terrible. Yeah. Well, look at the scores. Now, if justice is served, one of two things will happen tonight. I doubt we're going to see one of these 10-11, 9-6, you know, uh, probably what we're going to see is going to be someone doesn't wake their bats up, and it's going to be one of these two one, two nothing, you know. Or the other factor, which I think is probably even more probable, which is you're going to see like a ten to two game, like they're just going to kill them. Let me ask you this uh, here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio, Syracuse: Is temperature a factor? Because the game one was a hundred plus degrees tonight. It's like low sixties, high fifties. Well. Okay, well, it being colder, you, you know, as long as it's not cold to the point where it's going to affect the pitcher's ability to stay warm, which mm-hmm. I don't believe that's going to happen. And rem- rem- remember, too, that in Los Angeles, it's very dry. You know, it, it, there, there isn't a lot of humidity involved. I would rather play in 95 degrees, 100 degrees in L.A. than I would want to play in 80 degrees in Houston. It is one of the most humid cities. I mean, it's really, it's really humid. Yeah. It gets It gets that Gulf effect coming off the Gulf of Mexico that is terrible there. I lived in uh, Canyon Country, which is just outside between Austin and San Antonio. And even there, sometimes it was unbearable. But Houston is far worse. So wow. These guys are used to playing where they're sweating it out there during the summer, for sure. I, uh, I have a tendency to believe, and I don't have proof of this, uh, Daniel Baldwin, but I believe that your wife has the text line number, as there has been a text that just came in saying, quote, I think there should be a Robin Baldwin show. She is so intelligent. Well, does that come from Becky Lou Who? Previous texts involve oh, Daniel Baldwin <laughs> has the sexiest voice, knows sports, and loves his wife. Wait, wait, wow. wait. <laughs> I, I need to put my phone down. Yeah, I think you've been busted. Okay, wait. Look at that. But I, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that... I have no idea how that happened. Someone got 20 bucks over 20 of them. She is it. texting in. We'll get your text in. 
315-288-0644. Please get your texts in as we talk tonight's game. Also coming up in the show today, we will talk uh, Q's Miami, as you have some uh, Brent Axe who follows us. We have, not Miami, sorry, Florida State, uh, has some power rankings out. We'll run through those. Uh, talk of Tiger Woods joining a European tour. We'll talk about that. There, there are many things to talk about today. There's a lot to get There's to. Uh, uh, last night's Monday Night Football game. The outcome, obviously, already predicted before the game even started. Uh, here, right on our show by the great one. And another text. I love Robin. She needs her own show. Do you have two phone numbers, Robin? I put my phone down. I have wow. no idea how that happened. This is very suspicious. Very strange. Hello, fans. Hi, hello. All right, we'll those come my, back. Those are my fans. We'll come back. You're listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse. Surf Pro, AmeriCue Credit Union, and William Matar are proud supporters of Syracuse football coverage on ESPN Syracuse. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Sunday, the Giants are at home against the L.A. Rams. Pre-game at noon, Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Oh! And we're back. And, uh, you know, it may not be sports, but it is newsworthy. Andy Dick fired from a movie over sexual harassment claims, as in The Hollywood Reporter today. Uh, Though the 51-year-old actor denies he groped anyone, he does admit to other inappropriate behavior. I might have kissed somebody on the cheek. And say goodbye, and then licked them. Now, now this could be just something to do with his Lithuanian roots, but I want to address the audience on something that has been coming into my Twitter feed mm-hmm. and into my Facebook, yeah, and much of my social media. Is there any truth to the rumor that Andy Dick shortened his name because he is a direct descendant of Larry Dickman? I don't. Oh. Is well, that happens a lot in Hollywood, doesn't it? It does, you, yes. You, well, usually it's Dick and Bergstein <laughs> wits. Yeah, but they just... Or something, you know. He chops it at Larry... At, uh, Larry. Dick Shinsky. Yes. <laughs> you know, when when Larry Dickman acts, he's just Larry Dick. That's just what Dick he is. Dick Manischewitz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not the first time, by the way. He was dragged off the Jimmy Kimmel set after touching Ivanka Trump in 2007. He got drunk and groped a 17-year-old girl in uh, 2008. He was arrested uh, for unwanted and uninvited groping of two people in 2010. The list goes on and okay, on. Okay, so 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 I have a couple of predictions now. Mm. I think it may come out because this is now the number one defense to use. So brace yourselves if Andy Dick announces that he's gay. Oh. Brace yourself. It could happen. As a deflection. It could happen. It could happen. He could do it. And then number two, um, the great one. The great one makes the prediction that Kevin Spacey and Andy Dick marry in 2021. Wow. That's terrible. Kevin wow. Spacey and Andy Dick. Robin chimes in. I know, Andy. That, wait. That's terrible. <laughs> Get him on the phone, Robin. Well, forget can... him on the radio. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Just texting away over there. <laughs> Stay current. Wait, I'm texting all my friends, telling him to text in and to say that I need a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the text line, you guys can get involved anytime. 315-288-0644. Daniel Baldwin in studio. His love. Lovely wife, Robin. A text coming in. A question for you, Mr. Baldwin. Tell me. FSU is 0-3 at home. Syracuse is 0-3 on the road. What's going to give this weekend? Well, you know, it's it, that's interesting because, you know, you look at Florida State. I, I can't remember in my life 
seeing a Florida State program just crumble like this. I mean, yes, I've seen them lose. I would say in that program, a two-loss, a three-loss year is uh, – I can't imagine that they've had three three three-loss years in the last 10 years. This is the first time they've been 0-3 at home in 43 years. Right. Okay, so there you have it. So, um, you know – People are talking about, I read a couple of articles today about them, you know, they'd have to win out to go to the playoffs. Are we really talking about them going to a playoff like playing in a bowl game is what I mean? Um, are we really talking about Florida State playing in a bowl game? Does anyone really think that that, is that just desperate Florida State fans I think imagining it's, yeah. that? I mean, they just got, look, if you, if you look at Syracuse, for instance, okay, and Syracuse loses a game for sure this year they should have won, which was Middle Tennessee, but it was a game that was close. They, they play number 8 Miami in a close game. They pulled up right alongside of them deep into the fourth quarter within a point. So they've been in these games. They, they win a barn burner against Clemson at the time number 2 and defending national champions. So, but they've been in these games. Hey, Boston College beat the crap out of Florida State. 35-3. to three. That's not a close game. That's a game where you got beat up, you know, and you got sent home in a body bag. So uh, we're talking about Florida State possibly going. Florida State, if they're not the underdog against Syracuse, or it's going to be, it's going to be Peckham. It's got to be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, I no longer, when, when we when we started analyzing this based on the performance of the last couple of weeks of Florida State, when we said with each other, Josh, that let's take the two games that we know Syracuse is going to win, and we mentioned Wake, and we mentioned. Um, Boston College. Now, if you look at Brent Axe's new power st- uh, uh, board here, um, he's got Clemson number one, Miami number two in, in the ACC. Sure. Now, i got to look at that and say, well, Clemson's lost to Syracuse, Miami's beaten Syracuse, and Miami's undefeated. How is Clemson power rating higher than Miami's right now? Um, I think it's probably toughness of schedule. I'm looking at the article right now, of course, Syracuse.com. Brent Axe follows us here. Uh, he says he's looking at Kelly Bryant with 274 yards and two touchdowns, and then he's looking at Miami, snuck by the worst team in the ACC, North Carolina, to remain undefeated. So the, I guess because it was close against North Carolina, slow starts uh, have to be a concern for the Hurricanes, as the ESPN has, uh, has commented on. That's his okay. whole article. There. So 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 then, then let's let again. I am disagreeing with him, so, so and that's fine because we're all entitled to our own opinion. I don't know the criteria by which he determines these power ratings, but I'll say this. If in any other sport, in boxing, whatever, if you've beaten a guy and the other guy loses to him, you're ranked higher than them, usually. Mm-hmm. Usually you are, unless you have multiple losses. So look at the national board. If Alabama loses to Auburn, they're not going to be ranked against a higher than undefeated team unless there's some really low division divisional team. If they're if they're you know Toledo might not get with an undefeated season higher than 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 a one loss Alabama, but certainly Tennessee's undefeated or somebody that's in the ACC or in the SEC, they're going to be rated above them. I can't agree that that Miami's not vaulted over or Virginia Tech. Earlier today, actually, I was doing a podcast with Brent X, and the question he'd brought up in there was, does Miami see a playoff game? Being undefeated. Are you two-timing me with Axe? I, I, I'm, no, I'm cheating on you. No, he, he, wow. he was doing a podcast with Paulie. They do a podcast, and they said, sit in for a minute to promote the Daniel Baldwin show. So I, I see, did. I see. What, what a grease oh, that it. was a save. That oh. was a save, wasn't it, I know Rob? a save. I know a save. He's when good, he isn't he? Good this on, is yeah. why his show is the and number one no, rated he, radio show in all of Syracuse. Do you know that? I can't verify that. Do you know the character? That's a fact. I like what he says. Do you know the character, Josh, is the number one rated show? Yeah. Number one. 
you know that, Larry. That, did you know that Joe went on went to the party as Larry Dickman? He did. We're back on this again. <laughs> I'm trying to fill you in on things you may not know. Yeah. Did I know I, my so wife? I can't get, I can't get away from about it. Joe. Yeah. Yes, this is all through you go. But so, do, so, do you so think Miami's go, a playoff I, I want to know the difference between Larry and Joe. Is There's Miami, very little. There's very. They're the same. Is Miami going to be in the in the in the fourteen playoff? Yeah. Talking about Florida State when you if say they Miami? go if if they go undefeated for sure. You have to let an undefeated team in, right? You have to let an undefeated team in this division. Yeah, for sure. You got to let because the discussion is is uh, will there be no ACT to ACC teams in the four game playoffs? I think the only one with a chance is a Miami team. If it's an undefeated team, you've got to let them in. Well, isn't Tech undefeated? I don't know. I don't. But that's not. I mean, we're talking ACC. Okay. We're talking just in the ACC. Okay. If if Miami's the only undefeated team, I don't think is Virginia Tech undefeated. I believe so. Which Miami team? I'm a little lost. Hurricanes. Mm. Your ex-husband's team. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, oh. Oh. Right, that's true. There's blood here. Oh. I'm from Florida. Oh boy. There's blood here. <laughs> and my son went to Florida State. Oh. Although they. Can yeah, I that, say bad words on here? No, like, you cannot say bad they words. They stink. Oh, well, you can say stink. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. something that was a little more like like with a lollipop, but I wasn't going to say that one. You made, you made that suck. a bad word? Yeah, yeah you, you can say, say suck. suck. I can say that. Virginia's 7-1. Virginia's 7-1. Okay. They lost to Clemson. So Clemson beat them. Okay, well, and so, so, so then Clemson has one loss, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't understand about the power rating. Clemson has one loss to Syracuse, who in this, at the time, Syracuse was number 76 in the country. Virginia Tech has one loss to Clemson, who at the time was number two in the country, but Clemson's rated in Axis in Axis power scale above them. I don't get that. I don't get They should be below, mm-hmm. but they certainly should be below an undefeated team. Anyway, when you look at Syracuse, who is now it goes Clemson, Miami, Virginia Tech, NC State, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Wake Forest, Syracuse. Do you notice who six and seven are? Two opponents that Syracuse has. Now, we had said on this show, they have to beat the two gimmies, as we we worded them, which are Boston College and Wake Forest, with games in Miami, which now they've lost. They're coming up against Florida State, and then they also have Louisville. Guess what? Florida State and Louisville are both in Axe's system below. Do we really have to rethink this and say, we got to beat Louisville and Florida State? Yeah. And hope we do well against Wake Forest and or Boston College. Boston College is on a roll. Five Boston and two. College is on a roll. I think Boston College at home is a little easier since, you know, besides Middle Tennessee, we've done well at home. Uh, but Boston College clearly is not a bad team. And then you look at Florida, that might be an easy one to roll through if they're if they have not won at home. I don't know, man. I'm you know, we're home against Wake. We're home against Boston College, which obviously playing in the Dome is a terrifying place to play. It's loud. It's raucous. And people are starting to show up. As you said, attendance after the Clemson game has even gone up more. Yeah. So we're going to need the crowd to show up there. We're going to need the noise. And we're going to need a poised, smart, ball protection program that plays those two teams. Now, if we win those two games at home, obviously we're in for a bowl game. Mm-hmm. If we take Florida State on the road and win those three I see Louisville, and I think they could win all four games. People now placing them at the Pinstripe Bowl, something that we talked about, I think, a week ago. We predicted Pinstripe Bowl, and now all the big-timers are talking about Pinstripe Bowl. Will Joe Girardi throw out the first football? Oh, I think he might. He I, might. I this, is, this is a swan song? Ceremonial, first football. Everybody knows it happens. I like it. He comes out I and like throws it. it. Get your text in. You know how to do that. 315-288-0644. A third text. Give Robin her own show or at least a segment. <laughs> Robin, could you please... 
please stop sending out. Who do the you text have? Right? <laughs> Who wrote that one? Tell us. I have no Who idea. Who wrote I it? I don't know. I would like to give a health segment every day. Oh. At least one health segment. All you sports fans. Also, you need to eat. Well, let's, all let, let's, let's, let's run the cuff. So you're on. What's the sports? What's the what's sports the health, tip what, for the day? Yeah, what's the health tip for the day for our? Okay, sports? the health tip for the day. Okay, so let's talk about what today is. Today is candy day. It's trick or treat, but everyone's eating sweets. So this starts the sweets all the way through the holidays. I would suggest for everybody to get a grip really fast and look at that and say, I'm not going to go crazy tonight because it's going to jumpstart my sugar intake. And I'm going to have a big glass of warm lemon water tonight. Aww. That's the big tip you of the just day. All right, all right, let's, let's, go, let's go with yep. what our listeners let's being the number one in this, in this time slot right now. Um, and second. Happy liver. Um, yeah, that's me. And second in all of Syracuse Radio behind the great. Obviously, thank you. K-Rock Josh. Thank I re- you. I realize that. And, and, and I bow to you, my Thank boy. you. So, so with that said, you got to reach in. You're on the board yet. You got to reach in and you got to go into your candy and you got to throw out one popular candy item as a health tip. Which candy item goes? I got my vote. Go ahead. What's yours? Tell us. Throw out one one candy thing you cannot eat in that in in that candy bag today. What is it as your health tip? Mm. Starburst. Starburst. Oh, Larry, on the she nails it. Star- Starburst. That was your pick. That wasn't my. That was my. Uh, what's your pick? What's I your would pick? say candy porn. I mean candy Whoa. porn. Oh, thank candy you. Porn. Candy and we're porn. going by the like the least healthy candy. We got. I'm throw going candy corn. They're they're worthless. There's no nutritional value. There's not even a nut in there. There's nothing. Yeah, I mean I'm going you know, I'm going it, Necco it, way. It, it even it, it even insults you, candy corn, by. Let's talk about what you can keep. By emulating the shape and color of what it does to your tooth. Oh. So there you yeah. have it. That's so very what, what creative, honey. Keep? What can you keep? Um, you can keep um, raisins. <laughs> you can keep raisins? <laughs> I was one of those moms that handed out the boxes of, of raisins and nobody wanted to go to my house. <laughs> Wait, and my dad, my dad was a dentist, so it's all started from childhood. My dad used to pass out toothbrushes, toothpaste, and those little red pills that you chew and it shows all the plaque in your teeth and you look like your teeth are actually bloody. Did you have a lot of eggs on your house? Did people throw a lot of eggs in <laughs> yeah, your house? totally. No, no, we got toilet paper. Show me your teeth. Exactly. Show me your teeth. She has flawless teeth. Flawless teeth. Flawless teeth. Yeah, flawless. Beautiful teeth. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. You know how to get involved. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? PJ Carlesimo of ESPN. Why is this the one that's on the schedule? It makes sense if it's Lemoyne, etc. And I didn't really understand it with Southern New Hampshire, but I could see these two coaches being similar, and you know them both pretty well. Unfortunately, I know both of them very, very well. I don't like either one of them. They're both uh, excellent golfers. They're both lousy basketball coaches. In the Booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM and 1440 AM. Why did the Cyclops give up teaching? Because he only had one pupil. Ha, tonight joke. See what I did there? Happy Halloween. From ESPN 97.7 <laughs> and 100.1. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. I got stuck there for a minute. I like to do the high squeaky one. I know, I like it. Well, my wife's here. Your wife, who is excited about the massive snowfall we may or may not get this year. This is your second winter here? This is my second winter. But last one was kind of mild. Everyone tells me that. Yeah. But I'm from Florida. I've been in Florida since I was nine. Nice girl from Boca. Awesome. Yeah, nice girl from Boca Raton, Florida. Are you going to be able to handle like six feet of snow? 
What do you do with six feet of snow? You don't do anything. I'll you tell you what you do yeah. when you're locked in. Hey-oh. See? How easy it is? It's catchy. Get guttural, honey. I thought you were calling me all the time. Hey-ho. Hey-ho. Do you guys got a snowblower up at the house? We've got the jar. Oh, you should see me out there, man. I'm fully prepared. I'm out there at two in the morning. With the John Deere, with the big thing in the front, and kicking it out. And she's like, where are you going? I go, it only takes, you know, like six, seven inches of it at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, of course, you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Twitter handle, ESPN Syracuse, and the text line 2880644. Almost less than a week from us talking about Tiger Woods last week, and will he ever play again? He announces, yes, he will play again at the Hero Classic. Is it the Hero Hero Challenge over in Europe, November 30th through December 3rd? Now, is this a brilliant move on Tiger Woods? Because let's, let's, let's face it. We are very, very uptight television. If you are spent time in Europe, I've lived in Switzerland and I've lived um, in Italy uh, and and. The television is much more relaxed there. They they don't have a problem showing a topless woman in a yeah. TV ad. They, you know they they'll even show a man's you know quickly. They won't stay on it for long. But mm-hmm. in television they'll show this. Yeah. You know as long as it's not done in a gratuitous or violent or offensive way. You know the, the a person's anatomy is their anatomy. Um, they're 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 definitely not. They don't suffer under the religious restrictions that we have in this country about. Uh, um, subject matter and so on and so forth. So at any rate, with that said, is Tiger Woods' lifestyle going to be more accepted? Is he just, you know, just Euro trash that swings a golf club now? I mean, mean, what is his lifestyle? Just swinger? Just kind of walking around? Hey. I don't know. You know, I I thought he was getting treatment uh, for his uh, opiate dependency. Mm -hmm. I reached out uh, all the way back when he crashed his his car at his house in Florida. Uh, I don't know him well, but I've met him before. And I reached out saying, hey, do you need some help. I reached out to his representation. I said, I can come yeah. down and, and mentor him some and get him. And if he needs me to travel with him for a short amount of time, I'd mm-hmm. be willing to do that. Because uh, I felt bad. I mean, he yeah. was a guy that was poised to become a legend. And he still will be, but will it be blemished now? Certainly it's going to be blemished and tarnished some, his reputation for the things that he admittedly has done. With his putter? <laughs> Daddy. I can't help myself. Oh, my God. Speaking of the mic, please. But anyway, um, so so, so here, here's, uh, here's Woods with, you know, and, and, and what a great example in a sport where there hasn't been, you know, a great number of African-American representation, you know, so that certainly hit home to me, too, that he was, you know, an exemplary uh, um, athlete in that sport for his race, um, you know, and now uh, not that his skills – that, and, and the accomplishments that he's done, but certainly the off the golf course accolades are not uh, are not astonishing, and and they're and they're not they're not really great. Mm. So you know, I'd like to see him make some type of a comeback. I'd like to see him. You know, is he going to win the Masters again? Like I predicted on the show, he's one of those guys that at you know what is he forty two? What is he now? I don't even know. Let me look it up. I want to say he's around forty two. There's the guess. We're waiting. Tiger Next Woods time. is. Ding, 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 41 ding, years old? 41. Okay. So, so, so certainly, is he the kind of guy that could come back and you know, play a little in Europe, work his way up the ladder again, get into some of the money, and then shock you with a hot day? Remember, this guy knows there's courses that you have to know how to play. 
he absolutely knows how to play in the Masters. He knows that course. He knows where to gamble, where to hit the ball. The course doesn't change very much. It's the same layout every time at Augusta National. So is he the kind of guy that could pull a Jack Nicklaus at, uh, I think he was 46 years old in, in 86 when he shocked the world and won the Masters again? Certainly Woods is the kind of guy that could do that. He's that good a golfer. He's had some problems with back pain, and, and, and for me, I think it's much more psychological. Golf, and that's a game that at, uh, I'd say, about 29, 30, I got very, very frustrated with the ath- guys that I didn't think were as good an athlete as I. I didn't think they had as good a hand-eye coordination. They weren't as strong. I could have killed them in any other sport, and they would disintegrate me in golf. So I dedicated quite a bit of time from, like, 29 to 32 and really went down and practiced and played and putted and chipped, and, you know, I hit... A couple of buckets a day, seven days a week for like two. I mean, every day. I mm-hmm. And I got my game down to a low single-digit number, and I was playing. Now, was I delusional and thinking that I was going to play on the tour? No, I wasn't going to. Could I have played on the Nike tour or something like that? Maybe one of the lowest guys, you know, and qualified for events and stuff. But I certainly was a lot better than the average golfer. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, I wasn't embarrassed anymore to go to those tournaments and play head up with a guy like Woods or whatever. He beat me by six strokes every time, seven strokes, eight strokes per round. But still, I was shooting 75 and he was shooting 68. You know, and I wasn't, it wasn't laughable. There were holes I'd actually beat guys like that occasionally. In one round, I'd win two or three holes when I happened to have a birdie and they only had a par. Um, they just never had the triple bogey twice that I had that just ruined my round. Um I think that uh, it's a good thing for him to get away and be be out of the American limelight for a little bit and see if he can't dial his game back up and find out what he's going to do. Certainly, if he doesn't do something, um, he's going to lose any potential of getting any more endorsements. Nike has dropped their entire golf program now. Mm-hmm. And I believe that a big reason why they did it was because of Woods. I think that they had so much gambled behind him. I think Woods faltered terribly through the whole thing in his marriage, and, and it just spiraled worse and worse and worse. So... Uh, there's a lot riding for this guy in his legacy. So is this because he wants to kind of rebuild his name afterwards? Like he 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 was Tiger Woods, and then of course it all comes crashing down. Well, it's not about money; well, it's about so, his name. And so let me answer that and tell you, but but in a different way than I think it's gonna you're you're gonna imagine it's coming at you. Yes, but not why you think. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Does Tiger Woods need the endorsements? Does Tiger Woods need the money? No. Do you know how much money Tiger Woods is worth? Mm-hmm. If he was a gambler with, with terrible spending habits, he's worth $300 million easy mm-hmm. in real estate and different things. He's diversified his portfolio. He's got people behind him that have $740 million. There you go. So, so, so I said if he was <laughs> terrible, he's got $300 million. Yeah, so yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. So he's worth $740 million. I guarantee not a lot of money's rolling in right now anymore. A lot mm-hmm. of that's been haltered, but halted. But... but um, I think, moreover, is what made Tiger Woods what he is? Was it because he was, you know, seven foot four and no one could guard him when he shot a skyhook or whatever? No, it was because he was that good. So I think the thing that must burn inside him is what he's done to what his dad and his mom helped build. That's what I think you're going to see. If he gets sober, what will drive him to try to be excellent again will be the shame of what he's done and, and, and what he's done to his name. His dad was a devout Christian, a military presence, so he had that kind of ment- mentality of things. And I'm sure he knows his father is greatly disappointed in what he's done to the last name Woods. Forget about golf. Forget about anything. His dad is upset with what he's done, the tarnishing of their last name. His father was a well-respected, hard-driven, maybe rode him a little too hard, but... 
but certainly be disappointed when 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 Tiger leaves this planet and goes back and sees his father. He needs to make this right before he goes up there to see him for sure. Mm-hmm. And if the, and I believe he, somewhere inside him lies that part of his mother and father that that he says to himself, "I got to make this right now." I think that's what would drive him, and that's what would be the the factor by which he would ever win again. Wow, I I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. You know how to get involved. We'll take our last group of spots right here and come back, get ready for a Nostra Daniel prediction, and close out the show. Hand it over to Brent Axe. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Get the latest about Syracuse football. Get a preview of every game from Coach Dino Babers. We're going to have the toughest schedule in the country next year. I'll push all in on anybody. It's not lip service. Look at the schedule. Get recaps from former players and the media that follows every play. Uh, He is obviously the best quarterback on the roster right now. It does not take watching many minutes to discern that. No one brings you more Syracuse football. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Saturday, coming off the bye week, the Orange return to Florida to battle Florida State and Tallahassee. Pre-game at 10, catch Syracuse football all season long on TK99 at ESPN AM 1200. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. And we're back. And we're back. And uh, let me ask you something, Larry. Do you uh, do you have uh, something on last night's uh, Monday Night Football game? Ooh. Let it fly, man. And Dana, on this Monday night, a bloodbath and fight. The victor, a thief, and a Kansas City chief. You heard it there, baby. You heard it there live from Nostra Daniel, the great one, told you to lay the wood. Lay the wood. Kansas City 29, the Denver Broncos 19. Kansas City winning by 10 points and covering the spread the great one has spoken once again. Wow. There's a lot coming up, too, uh, as far as last night's game. Do you see any trades coming down from anything? Uh, Andy Reid is leaving the Chiefs trade deadline activity to uh, the GM. Do Because everyone's trading around. Everyone's trading I think now. that's such nonsense that mm. Andy Reid is not intricately involved in speaking with the GM mm. about where he would like some depth and some guys he could use. Uh, I think a great surprise to them has been Hunt uh, from the Akron Zips. Uh, the guy led the Mid-American Conference as the all-time leading rusher in Akron history. Uh, but that's a big jump from Akron to the NFL. You know, I mean, it's not like you're coming out of one of those factories of Ohio State, Penn State, or the Pac-10, or the SEC, or ACC, where you're playing week in and week out nationally ranked teams in the top 30 or 40 uh, you know, in the Mid-American Conference, that's just not the case. Although you can get a single great team or a team that has a couple of great athletes that are NFL-bound, you are certainly not playing against that type of level. And when they usually go up, it's, you know, now every guy is the fastest linebacker you ever played against or the biggest lineman or whatever. So the game come at you, comes at you much faster and much more furious at the ultimate level, which is the NFL. And Hunt has answered the bell. So um, I doubt that they're going to be wanting a running back. I, I think that they could shore up their wide receivers a little bit, and it wouldn't hurt them at all to have an additional defensive back uh, on Kansas City. They do struggle there a little bit from time to time. And I, 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 I think it's ridiculous to think that 
uh, Andy Reid, although that takes a lot of the pressure off Andy to say that the GM is the guy that's going to be trying to bring people in. I'm sure he has his Christmas list that he has gone over to the GM and he has said, try to get one of these three guys. Any of these guys interest you? And I'm sure he is. he's given his opinion on that. A lot of rumors, by the way, as far as trades go and signings. Uh, Colin Kaepernick being spoken of again, that there are some contracts maybe in the works. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly the guy is a proven entity. His his mobility is a big factor. He comes out of a limited amount of success in San Francisco, though early on under the tutelage of Jim Harbaugh, he did he did do well, and he had an over 500 season twice. So, you know, uh, uh, the guy can play. There's no doubt about that. The question really remains is if he gets picked up by Cleveland or somebody, is he going to be an idiot and kneel during the national anthem? Or is he going to put this behind him now and find another way to uh, uh, to protest his his plight against the African Americans uh, and what what is what has happened to them and his perception, uh, you know, of of some of the things that he feels he's not being heard about. And and I think he he has a valid statement in his concerns. I don't think the entire nation is is uh, you know against or the way they're making it sound when they say Black Lives Matter. Of course, all lives matter. So, you know, is there is there some discrimination still? Is it equal in education and equal in the job place? No, I don't believe it is. Not nationally, that's for sure. So they definitely have things that they need to talk about. And we're still, you know, it's a work in progress. But do we insult um, uh, military members and people that, and the families uh, of military people um, that have come home with that great flag over their coffin? And there's where I draw the line. And I say, no, we don't. So I am a proponent of Jerry Jones's. Uh, when I say none of my players would kneel, they wouldn't kneel. That would be, or they wouldn't play. So you know that's that's a choice you make. Go ahead and kneel. He didn't say he wasn't going to pay you. He said you're not playing for the Dallas Cowboys, and still they're not kneeling. So why is that? Why is the league able to say you have to if you commit domestic violence, which has nothing to do with what you're doing on the football field? If I was an insurance salesman and I had a domestic violence charge against me, would they stop me from selling policies the next day? I think not. But the NFL says they can do that because they have a code of conduct and so on and so on. Why don't they have a code of conduct about positive things? Why don't they say, no, you can't kneel? End it now. Mm-hmm. End you it. do what your boss says, and that's that. Well, listen, tomorrow Daniel will be out with the great Jim Kelly at a uh, fantastic fundraiser with him. You won't, we won't be on the air, but you're going to get some great audio with him. You'll talk to Jim. We'll bring that back to you on I Thursday. Will. And As the great we, uh, one. And the great, no, no, no time for the great one? No time for the great one. I'm sorry, we got too yappy. I'm sorry, we'll save it for Thursday. I will not be insulted in this way. Uh, <laughs> I will not be. That was Larry's call. In the land of L.A. Who's Larry? For an obvious play. <laughs> a move that is busting. Bet the ranch on Justin. Wow. The great one has spoken. He's calling it tonight. Verlander ends it in six. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Brent Axe up next. You've been listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse.